You are listening to Innovators Can Laugh with Eric Melcher, where I dive into the interesting and fascinating stories of innovators and startup founders from Europe. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Eric here. And before we start the show, I just want to give a shout out to everyone who is playing Innovators Can Laugh with me on Twitter and are helping to make the show even better. Special thanks to Nicole X. Gaba and No Tick Anna. Of course, these are their Twitter IDs, not the real names, but special thanks to them. And if you'd like to receive a shout out, then uh, follow me on Twitter at E underscore Melcher or follow us on Facebook at Innovators Can Laugh and uh, play the game with us. Okay, so now let's jump into today's show. My guest today is Amantas Begeza, who is co-founder of DigiClass, an edtech startup that provides live online class and tutorial services. Aymantas, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks a lot, Eric, for having me. I'm super excited to be here. All right, all right. So to kick things off, why don't you tell us a little bit about you in just a couple of sentences? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, should I give you a quick backstory or, or uh, about how we started or just about me personally? Just about you personally. Okay, okay, okay. Of sentences. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. So. Um, my background is education. I have been teaching others uh, since uh, school, uh, since I can remember, <laughs> since eighth grade. I have been substituting teachers at school in 10th grade, and I was always a physicist. I came to win that in multiple national Olympiads. So part of my DNA is education, and the other part eventually turned out to be startups. All right. All right. Okay, help me clarify here. You started substituting for teachers when? Did you say when you were in the 10th grade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when the teacher got, you know, didn't have time uh, to, to, to go for, to the class or just wanted to boost my confidence. I'm not sure, but I, uh, yes, I did. I, I did manage to uh, substitute a couple of classes <laughs> for my own class and for parallel classes. Okay, you're like Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie uh, Catch Me If You Can. That's similar, you know, yeah. Just pretending that he was, yeah. <laughs> Were you jet-setting? Have you been jet-setting all over the world, too, in exotic destinations and pretty much? Amazing on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're like, let me get this startup thing out of the way, and then I'll go live that life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so I'd like to get started with a few uh, fun questions to reveal your personality, okay? First question for you is, does corn belong on pizza in Montes? Can't ever try it, uh, so why not? Why not? <laughs> okay, I like your 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 <laughs> your your ability to explore and try new things. Okay, next question for you. Let's say you found the one. How would you propose? I have already actually proposed, and it was simple, natural, <laughs> and um, very honest. <laughs> okay, is this person the one? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. You said it was simple and honest. I mean, can you reveal some more details about that? Was it in a nice setting at a restaurant? Tell us a little bit. Uh, so there was a restaurant, there was the setting, but the whole engagement happened way more naturally all after the romantic dinner in our, in the comfort of our own home. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Good for you. How long have you been married? Um, a year and a bit. <laughs> Still fresh. Oh, Wow. <laughs> All right. You're still fresh. All right. Cool. Congratulations. All right. Okay. Next question for you. How many books have you read in the past three months? Whew, that's a tough one. I do. Well, I would say that like six, like six would be my guess. 
because yeah. I, I six why books. it is hard to calculate because I am the, the a weird reader who likes to read multiple books at once. So not not finishing, you know, and uh, jumping to the next and be, being all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, from these six, which one is the one that uh, you've you've been enjoying the most? It depends on the setting, you know. So it sometimes it's uh, is I read professional. I le- I read like you know. Um, fulfilling books for personal development. And then there is like uh, just the, instead of a, you know, a TV show, a, a random, easy, simple books. So it depends on the setting. Now, currently, I don't even remember what I'm reading now. I think, yeah, it was, it was um, about managing from, from the CEO of Intel. Yeah. So this one, this one really uh, kicked me off, but uh, don't have the name on, uh, on my tongue. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. The next question for you. What's the most riskiest death-defying act you've ever done? This one is simple, I guess. Okay. Okay. So I have two options. I asked You propose? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this was one, one of the biggest <laughs> But the other one, definitely, definitely the project which I'm now currently in, <laughs> in my startup. <laughs> Okay, DigiClass. Yeah, yeah. So now actually, yeah. So so we started as a, a DigiClassa and uh, and now we shifted to Membi. So we use both names in, in, in the home country and, and internationally. But we are, I think we are now more known as Membi, actually. Okay. All right. Okay. And last question for you. Tell me about a contest, a game, or a challenge you won. Yeah, so I, I, I actually mentioned I would name uh, Olympiads because, as I mentioned, it's part of my DNA. So yeah, in 12th grade, I, I, I was nominated as the best physicist in the field. Yeah, so which, which, this is this is the one I'm most proud of. Okay, and this one is called Olympiad. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, you know, it's happening all throughout the country. It's basically like the best, you know, academically performing students go and compete uh, each other in in various fields, maths, physics. So for me, it was my my horse was uh, physics. Okay, all right, cool, cool. All right, time to play. Innov- innovators can laugh. I'm going to send you a link here to a video through the chat. That's exciting. And, uh, I have never you... seen such format, so I'm looking forward to. to... <laughs> <laughs> so once you get the video, go ahead and press play. You're going to learn a little bit about an entrepreneur, Dr. Gerda Zirconi. Okay. And listen to the first part of the video after she talks about herself. And when you see the pause screen, hit pause. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. So now you got to learn a little bit about her. (laughs) Okay. First question that I asked Dr. Gerda, I asked her, if you were writing a guide to wealth and happiness, what one tip would you include? So I'm going to give you four choices here and let's see if you can guess the right answer, the one that she gave me. Okay. First choice is A, start saving early. B, Limit the amount of junk food you eat. C, don't sweat the small stuff. Or D, learn to be happy with yourself. What do you think Dr. Gura said? 
This is a tough one. <clears throat> okay, she. What, what, so what I got about Avadgar is that uh, she's into le- learning new skills and personal development. So I don't think that uh, saving early or skip uh, or, or or choosing the junk food, uh, uh, cutting off junk food uh, would be her choice. Don't sweat about small stuff. Maybe, but I think uh, what was the D one? Learn to be happy with yourself. I would go for D. I would feel that this by this this might be her answer. Okay, now I want you to press play on the video. And again, when you get to the next pause, stop the video. Let's see what she said. (laughs) Congratulations. What did I do? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're off to a good start. You're off to a good start. Okay. Hey. The, the, any guess, the guess at the end of the season who has the highest answers, you know, who scored the most answers is going to get a prize. Wow. So, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Second question I asked Dr. Gerda. I asked her if, if you were to set your phone's wallpaper, right? The image that's on your phone yep. to a picture of a celebrity, which celebrity would it be? Here's your choices here. A. Lady Gaga, B, Justin Timberlake, C, Nicole Kidman, or D, Cristiano Ronaldo. What, what celebrity did she choose? This is a, a yes. Lady this Gaga, is a yes. Yeah. So I will. I'm, I'm just this is quickly jump to C. Let's hit play on that video. Okay. <laughs> it somehow suits okay. her. Uh, some, somehow suits her mind. <laughs> this is incredible. Okay, okay. Did you hack into my computer last night somehow? Uh, no, no. But get these answers. Yeah, so may, maybe, maybe I, I can read people. Well, maybe not. I, we'll see. <laughs> the answers will show. <laughs> All right. Okay. So far, you've scored the highest out of any guests so far. Okay. You got to be proud of yourself. I'm super yeah. proud. Okay. All right. Next question. Actually, it was a challenge. And I challenged Dr. Gerda to give me a compliment in a foreign language, excluding Lithuanian and English. What language did she give me a compliment in? A, Russian, B, Italian, C, Spanish, or D, German. I'm between Russian and German. It depends on what she was learning at school, I would guess, because you have to choose in Lithuania. You either go for Russian or for for German. You don't learn both. But as a Lithuanian, uh, in, in Lithuania, Russian is more popular. I would I will go for Russian. Okay, let's hit play on that video and see. I don't think that I got this one, actually. Ooh, fancy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Spanish. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, no, not bad at all. One more question. You're two for three so far. Last one here. I asked Dr. Gerda, what's the most random or bizarre class you have ever taken? Okay. Mm -hmm. Random or bizarre class. Here's your choices. A, puppet art. B, Philosophy and Star Trek, C, Astrobiology, or D, Salsa Dancing? 
Oh, these ones are really tough. Can I hear them once again? Because I really want to hit them. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's the most bizarre class Dr. Goethe has ever taken? A, puppet art. B, philosophy in Star Trek. C, astrobiology. Or D, salsa dancing. Okay, uh, B and C both sound too uh, too crazy to uh, think of. <laughs> so, so these, I, I think that I should go for uh, between the, uh, one of those two. Philosophy of Star Trek somehow suits PhD diploma. So I'll I'll, I'll make a guess. I'll go for B. <laughs> okay, B yeah. philosophy in Star Trek. <laughs> Let's play this on that, the most on that video there. <laughs> Now, it's hard to hear, but what she said, because I, I think it was hard to hear, what she said was salsa dancing. Yes, yes, yes. I heard. Yeah, salsa yeah. dancing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, two out of the four, not bad. Not bad. I'll take that. that. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. You know? You, and you know more about Dr. Goethe than I think most people, you know, a lot of people don't know these things. And you guessed a lot about her already, all right? So congrats, congrats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's go back to just before you officially began your career. What was your major and what did you what did you study? Yeah, yeah. So my bachelor's degree was in physics, computational physics. And actually, I'm not very, very proud but uh, to say that, but I, I just graduated from my majors, which is an MBA in, in, in Virginia and Vilnius Tech University. And I'm not very proud of saying that because... Like, you know, it's not very, you, you can't really go for both, uh, for good and both. Like you can't, you know, manage a startup and also graduate the majors. So this is where I just, you know, I, I took an academical year and then I had only, you know, to um, to take my master's thesis, you know, and just uh, present it. So, so I skimmed a lot and it wasn't like, you know... Uh, a well-deserved MBA, but rather, but rather, you know, just a, a, a slip through the cracks in order to just finish it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So did you, was this something that you definitely wanted to pursue before you, you did the startup? Or did you figure out, hey, maybe if I go get an MBA, this is going to help me long-term and also with the startup? Yeah, so actually, so, so, so as I mentioned, my background was academical. And when I continued into the academics, like the physics, I really felt that something was missing from from, from my in, in my life, and I really jumped uh, through a lot of professions. I was, you know, I, I've done all the traditional things a physician would do. They either go to theoretical physics like lasers, etc. They would uh, jump into programming, so I've done that as well. And they might end up in the research, so this is also what I've also tried. But nothing really sticked to me. And then business came, and and on like I think on my second year of studies, or maybe a third year of studies. I went into into intellectual property consultation uh, and uh, being a consultant yeah. to really put me in, in, aware in, in place of awareness uh, for uh, new ideas, fresh ideas, um, all, all those MVPs, etc. So this is what when it really resonated with me, and this is when when I took off uh, to to um, discover myself uh, um, as an entrepreneur. So uh, I've done like an, a, a gap year after my bachelor's degree. And then I thought that, okay, I'll try to get an MBA. Uh, and uh, this is what I started. And then maybe took off. And this is where I said, okay, now I can't really, you know, have two things, uh, juggle two things on, on my hands. And this is when, when I took uh, the academical year once again. Okay. So while you were doing the intellectual property yeah. consultant, after that, you worked at 
a company called Debalta. I think you co-founded yes, this. Yeah. Or, or, okay. And this was more around e-commerce. What does physics have to do with e-commerce? Like what you learned in school, how did you apply that to, to this startup? Um, yeah, I can actually be very honest here. So uh, the way I learned at school was very simple. I, I, I really always honestly assumed that I did not understand a single thing, how, you know, that specific uh, matter works, how that specific problem works. And I said that, okay, now I'll try to get the basics. Once I get the basics, I'll add a layer, I'll add a layer, I'll add a layer. And uh, by continuous hard dedication, you know, layer after layer, this is when you push yourself to the extraordinary level. And this is actually what I've been doing. So for me, when I started the business, I took the same approach. So I thought, okay, what is the most simple, you know, thing? So, so I started just, you know, Googling uh, various how, how to start your own business business things. So, and actually, even today, I, I, I thought that... Um, the way, I, the way I started with was each day I would write like 10 ideas, you know, like dude, all those, um, all those uh, adv- ad- uh, advisors, which I would get from like, you know, personal development coaches, et cetera. So all from all the, all the material which I could soak in. So I soaked everything that I could and I, I tried to apply everything that I could. So I just started, you know, random, uh, name, name random ideas. And uh, dropshipping didn't seem to be unrealistic to, to accomplish, but I wanted to kick, uh, 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 raise the level a lot a bit so this is why i started uh, like uh, you know uh, fulfillment by amazon so this is like an e-commerce on like on a bit higher scale through amazon through amazon platform okay and did you learn to do this on your own were you taking courses anywhere were you how were you like figuring this out yeah, so as i mentioned i just soaked all the information i could find online and uh, and uh, basically apply it uh, as, as i went Okay. And how much money do you think overall you invested in this business or like the drug? Yeah, I, I think it was like 15K and I took out like 5K. So it was, it was a, a, a minus uh, and, and, it, and the project itself, it, it, did, it did require a lot of time, but it was my, 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 my second basically education because I was still, you know, studying at university. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. You got to get, you got to get a lot of failures at the beginning. Definitely, you keep definitely. on learning, you know, outside of, outside of university. I had a lot of failures with the little businesses that I created myself. And then you created a business called <clears throat> Mimbi. And this was like a food tech startup. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why, so we reused this name. So, so for, for a different startup. So yeah, so this was actually my co-founder's idea, Celestra. So he, he, he managed, uh, the, the initial idea was to get rid of the loyalty cards, which we always carry on the, on the wallet and just have an app for that. But we didn't have the, the right, <laughs> so, so the right mindset would be, you know, the, the lean approach. We didn't do lean. So what we started, okay. so initially Celestra what was started is, you know, I have to create a product which would, you know, be like, uh, be loved and be ready and, uh, you know, perfect uh, to launch with. So this is already not heading well, you know, <laughs> to start with. But yeah, so he committed to that. Um, for a year, he managed to do the business. And actually, he was doing like a side business, which which helped to sustain the startup. So he was, you know, earning money from marketing, throwing it into into the startup. And for a year, it was just, you know, he haven't really took off, like haven't even launched, I would say, you know, just just to, uh, try to publish yeah. the idea, the product. Uh, and then I joined as a co-founder and uh, I, uh, I changed the, the business model from, from being a, uh, like a collection of loyalty cards, loyalty programs, because it really raised a lot of technical issues, which were expensive. I said that, okay, let's first, let's try to become useful for the for restaurants, for small businesses by just uh, putting their deals, which would be, which would incentivize users to come to the restaurant physically and just try out. So if, if let's say, you know, Eric, you would have a, 
in Vilnius a, a, a small restaurant, uh, I would call you and I would say, look, I'll, I'll market you for free. Uh, you know, give, give me your like top five uh, uh, most loved, uh, you know, uh, meals. We'll add a discount. I'll cover the discount just for you to become, you know, like uh, uh, familiar with the process. And actually it, 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 it's really started to pick off. And then in, in some cases, like for some restaurants, we were like, you know, bringing like 10, custom, 10 new customers a day, which was for small businesses, really, I wouldn't say a significant amount, but we really started to notice that yes, we do, we do bring the value. So, so yeah, so yeah. It, it was, it was really fun and, and fulfilling. And we really learned to do the lean style and we, we, we and basically created the dynamics, the flow with which we felt that, okay, on now, now onward, we will, we will face um, growth, but then COVID hit us. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was going to ask you, what happened? You're getting traction. Why did you go start DigiClass? But of course, yeah, there's yeah. the big C word. Yeah, the, yeah, the COVID hit yeah. us and every, everyone just went into panic mode. And we really thought that, yeah, this, this, this wouldn't make a drastic change. Like the, the first, when we first heard, heard that something, you know, in China is, happening like okay that's China like like why you have yeah. is concerned about that that's totally you know stupid <laughs> but yeah it it, it, it really changes <laughs> things and we just you know when it hit us it was just a way where we said like there is just no chance you know for us to to adapt to pivot uh, there is just nothing we can offer for the restaurants because you know deliveries uh, everything which was bringing the food to the customer was already booming so we have uh, you know vault vault everything and to come into this environment no 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 we said uh, we tried uh, our best, we really did our part, and this is a failure, uh, a failure to the better life. You know? <laughs> okay, I got you. Okay, so in June 2019, you guys launched DigiClass, and uh, when potential customers or students hear about DigiClass, what is it that they get most excited about? <clears throat> I would say that for the first time, we really uh, made high-quality education. Um, accessible for those who who haven't ever accessed it, so uh, it didn't have really access to it. So this is an exciting thing that you can get a, a like a real interaction with a teacher who would otherwise be very limited. So imagine like best schools, you know, in in Lithuania, we have all those teachers, but who are accessible only for those private schools or for those like highest, you know, ranking schools, and uh, also those those parents who have like you know a lot of money to say like you know uh, to, to pay that extra extra you know cost. And uh, this person can be accessed to a simple, to a simple student living, you know, uh, in the rural rural area for a very, very accessible price. Okay. All right. Interesting. How many students and do you think you'll end up having in 2022? And also, what do you forecast the revenue to be? <laughs> yeah. So um, for us, it's, uh, you know, we are aiming to become, we, we do have the capability, you know, to become one of the biggest schools in, in the in, in the countries which we launch and because we, we, we are able, you know, to, this model is able, you know, to sustain like a really good addressable market. For us, we see that in Lithuania, which has like 300,000 students, we can tap, you know, 10% roughly. So that is like, you know, 30,000 students. We are, we will not be aiming towards that number, I think in 2022, but, but this is our, this is the goal, which we are uh, aiming to get as fast, as fast as possible. So yeah. And, uh, and, and in terms of, uh, in terms of revenue for uh, 2022, I would believe that, you know, it will be um, something, uh, something over a million. Okay. Okay. And uh, last question for you, Imantis, what has been your biggest struggle that you've had to overcome since launching DigiClass? There are, there are so many, it's, it's hard to choose from. Maybe, maybe I'll name a couple um, if I can, <laughs> or just one. Okay. 
Uh, or, no, no. What are the? There's many challenges being an entrepreneur. So if you've got more than one that have been pretty big, show them. Yeah. So the the, the first one I would say definitely is uh, to prove yourself. Like like to prove to to prove the the, the idea. I would say, but but like, to prove the idea to everyone, to the investors, to yourself, to your teammates, to the students. Like <clears throat> there are so many so many people who have to really believe in, in, in you. So for you to get, you know, the ball rolling and, and to, to the idea. So I would say that this was like the initial biggest struggle of uh, hitting those no's, hitting those, uh, you know, this, this, is, this is not going to happen or hitting those uh, false deals, which m might seem, you know, to work out, but at the, at the end are basically like, you know, I would say like scammy, like the, the, there was many, you know, of, many of the struggles. And the current one, you know, is to find, is to really answer the ultimate vision on how, you know, the concept itself, how it will, you know, adapt uh, to all the edtech space in the whole Europe and the whole world, you know, which is really now like uh, now taking really dynamic shape. Everything is moving. Uh, the investments in, in the space are like, you know, tripling, quadrupling in size each year. And like uh, there are so many, so much dynamics where you have to really understand, uh, you know, clearly your space and uh, and and how you're going to. What's the you know final destination for you as a, as a, as an as a product? Because it's adopting, you know, to the needs, and you're always uh, like each day brings something, some new understanding, and uh, you know you, you basically start with the mission. This is why the mission and vision, like, is so so, so, so important. For us, it's always about you know uh, making high quality education accessible. But the the means for that, we are all we are adapting to what, what you find out to the markets, and and uh, so so this is the biggest uh, um, challenge for now is to say like what specifically is that, or it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're young and starting out, it's like what credibility do you have, right? What reputation do you have? So definitely understand that challenge. Okay. Imantis, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been fantastic for everybody listening. Thanks for having you. Don't forget to, absolutely, yeah. And you know what? You're you're the leading to win this season, right? So we'll see if anybody gets more than two points, but uh, so far that's pretty good. And for everybody listening, don't forget to subscribe to the show. We're now on YouTube where you can catch all the full episodes and uh, feel free to play Innovators Can Laugh with me on Twitter. All right, Imantis, have a great day. Thanks, Thanks a lot. everyone. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review and star rating. Also, don't forget to sign up for the ICO newsletter at innovatorscanlaugh.com where you can get the bio and details of each guest. Thanks.